the sky is falling and there's a hot mess of this transfer portal for a lot of universities. But we don't really seem to be a one of them. So if this is the new age transfer market for Oklahoma State University, well, ladies and gentlemen, why don't you just go ahead and sign me on up? You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Yesterday, I had a little trip to the dentist. It was supposed to be just like antibiotics and getting prepared for stuff, but he decided to go ham on my face. So yesterday, I apologize. I sent out a tweet that I look like the the guy from the Goonies. Hey, you guys. My face still feels like that a little bit. So if I have the Daffy Duck impersonation going on, uh, be appreciative. Ride with me here. Because, as I said, I'd make it up for you. So today I got you. I'm going to hit you with this nice little three-peat sauce. Not only are we about to knock out this show, but I've got former Oklahoma State legend, former Atlanta Falcon, Scott Tyner, coming on the show. He also coached. Uh, very, very successfully and has a phenomenal record there as well. Owns some businesses, has a very good idea of what it was like to to see the transitional periods, right? Because he got to play under the, the great Pat Jones, right? And he got to see the transition of Oklahoma State in, in all its entirety from him to Bob Simmons, Les Miles to, to Mike Gundy. And so he's going to be a good piece to have. And then later on this evening, we have the man himself, number six, rocking the back end for the Cowboys, Lyric Rawls. And realistically, I'll let the show with Lyric dictate kind of some of the, the extra good news coming around. But, you know, we just talked about a few days ago how December 5th will live in infamy forever as a day that a handful of universities don't really give a hoot about. And then the other 164 or whatever of us really had to care about, right? Because if you lost too many people, you were in an immediate rebuild, right? Well... Yes, losing Mason Cobb hurts, but we love him, right? We can't wait to see what he does in his next stop. Yes, it hurts to see Spencer Sanders go a little bit. We love him. We can't wait to see what he does at his next stop. But why is that it? Uh, yeah, Thomas Harper is a little bit of a loss, but we're, we'll, we'll wait for the Lyric Roll show later this evening to cover that because I got some stuff for, for there as well, but... Yeah, you're not seeing the mass exodus like you did last year. Last year, we had like 12 offensive linemen bounce. I don't care if they were all backups. There goes your depth. And as we've already talked about, guys, it's the injuries don't always show up like on the, the starter's field. Injuries usually show up in preparation and scout team because you're having to take dudes that prepare you on scout team and put them over as a starter now. Now who you put a scout team? That's what makes it, it difficult. So when you have those massive numbers leave, especially in one area, you cannot be surprised when it doesn't look good. Why is Coach Dickey still have a job? I can only guess because of the daggone bowl game. That's the only reason this dude should get a paycheck 
in any capacity. So, you know, it is what it is. But so we've had a few leave, but they were kind of expected. We all knew Spencer Sanders was probably gone, right? Um, you know, Mason Cobb obviously threw everybody for a little bit of a loop. Nobody really saw that one coming. But then you see Xavier Benson, who on film is one of those guys that you can count. Oh, he's quit running here. Oh, he took the wrong angle here. Oh, he took the wrong guy here. Oh, he didn't go through the, 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 the gap right. He didn't blitz fast enough. He didn't get skinny enough. He looks like a guy on film that you question a little bit of his heart. And then you see him on social media, for better or worse, calling out the fact that we're going to ride this thing back in Stillwater with the dudes that want to be here. The dudes that give 13 craps about this coming season. This is no longer, if it stays like this, we're no longer in rebuild mode by any stretch. Again, as O-State fans, the expectation has to be 10 wins or more every single year. If we win less than 10 games, it's a bust, just like this season is. So if this season's a massive bust, and everybody knows it, even the kids in the locker room, why are we not seeing a bunch of transfers? I think the easy answer is, well, we're coming up with more money, right? Because a lot of this transfer portal stuff is about financial security. Well, it'll be fun to see what kind of bag Mason Cobb gets out of the deal because clearly NIL finances is not a reason for mass exodus because we haven't lost very many dudes. So clearly from a financial perspective, all of us Cowboy fans that were concerned about whether we were going to be able to compete in the NIL era, we should maybe now put those to bed because these dudes are coming back to Stillwater for a reason. Is it for millions of dollars? Nope. Is it to be mediocre? Nope. Is it just to have playing time to put on film? We look at people like Xavier Benson. Nope. So why is everybody coming back? Right? Well, for the most part, why do we have such a big portion of these dudes coming back? And then we have, like, to me, the number one target for me the last few weeks, really on the defensive side of the ball, has to be Ladarius Webb Jr., who had, you know, Mississippi State and K-State and us kind of in his, his final narrowing down. For those of those who don't know, He's the son of former NFL defensive back that played for nine seasons, uh, most famously with the Baltimore Ravens, and uh, he played in over 127 games in the pros with Darius Webb. So this is Ladarius Webb Jr. And guys, watch, go watch his, his film. So he went to a junior college route. Whatever reason, don't know, don't care. But you know when you watch a high school highlight film and you can tell that there's just some dudes that have no business being on the field. Go look at OU's older running back, Marcus Dupree. Like some of his black and white film. You could physically, visibly see that nobody on the field uh, uh, could hang with the dude. You see a little bit of that in Ollie Gordon in his, some, some of his tape coming up. Go look at Dar Ladarius Webb Jr.'s highlight films from Juco. He is amazingly aggressive. He is insanely physical he breaks on the ball before the quarterback even has the ball out of his hand, which means he knows the route concepts. He studied film. He knows what plays are coming, and he destroys people over and over and over. 
there's a reason he was a very sought after uh, recruit. He's another guy, kind of like, you know, Jabbar Muhammad last year had to shift, or this last season, he had to shift from being a beast mode corner to a very serviceable safety, right? Just had a need. But there's Webb Jr. has that exact same capability. Matter of fact, he looks like a safety accidentally playing cornerback. He's a stud. He's a big get. So again, why do we have this matriculation of information coming in? A lot of these dudes coming back and it all be filtered with, with more additional good news of, of big time dudes coming in. Well, we'll get to that. But real quick, I do have to hit our title sponsor for the day again is Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks has been your American butcher since 1917. And as the holiday season's kind of starting to creep its head around the corner, what better than to receive a gift from Omaha Steaks? You can build your own gift packages for your family, and you can invite them over for the holidays, and they can enjoy all this juicy, succulent meat that you got to get. The steak experts at Omaha have put together specially curated gift packages to help you take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com, take advantage of this 50% off statewide sale, plus use the locked on code to, at checkout to get an additional $30 off your orders. Okay, I've got to say that again. Go to omahasteaks.com, take advantage of this 50% off statewide order, plus by using our code locked on at checkout, you get an additional $30 off. Send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites, guaranteed to impress like the legendary butchers cut filet mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Again, go to almostakes.com, use Locked On, and get yourself the best discount in the game right now for the holiday season. So we've talked a little bit about some of the dudes coming back. Did you hear Cole Birmingham's most likely coming back? not did you hear that Preston Wilson's coming back probably he put that on social media there's more coming back and look how many offensive linemen we're taking a peek at in the transfer market we're still not done with the high school class it's just again got to give credit where credit's due is Gundy responsible for a lot of the, the the failure type of stuff yes he is but he's also responsible for all of the success kind of yes he is and this is another statement where we can say, hey, Gundy, thank you, sir. Don't know how, but we've, we haven't even really had to stop the bleeding because there hasn't been a lot of bleeding yet. Again, Mason Cobb hurt. Spencer Sanders hurts a little bit, but if everybody thought that without Mason Cobb and Spencer Sanders, we were going to be in shambles, they would be in the transfer portal. Are there still yet to come a few? Absolutely. But it, it feels like Gundy has found a way to put everybody's mind at ease and stem this tide. Don't know how, don't care how, but it's getting done. And I, again, I know a large portion of us were concerned about what dominoes would fall after Spencer. Spencer, Spencer Sanders leaving was a foregone conclusion. He reached his ceiling at Oklahoma State, right? I don't think it's up on him. I think it's on Gundy and Dunn. That's the reason Spencer Sanders, you know, topped out was not because of him, not because of all of his turnovers. To me, it's coaching. But these are the same coaches that are now finding a way to convince all these dudes to run it back. 
And then if you add Jason Taylor second to the mix, as reports, uh, well, rumors are are going around, where's all the transfers? These guys would not be coming back if they didn't firmly believe the next season was going to be big. Dudes don't come back to ride the bench. Dudes don't come back to have a mediocre 500 season. Dudes don't come back for simple playing time on scout team. Dudes don't come back for that. Dudes transfer to places where they can win or make bukus of dollars. Well, the only buku of dollar dude that's left is, is Mason Cobb. That's it. So clearly our NIL is in a pretty good position because all these dudes have enough to make a run at 2023. Even Braylon Presley leaving. Sorry if BP hears this. Bubba, you're a beast. But even though what your brother said was right about our failure to use running backs properly, everything else he said was weak sauce. Absolute weak sauce. That's fine. Don't need that. BP ain't said nothing. BP ain't going nowhere. BP seems like a cowboy. BP, honestly... If there's anybody on the squad that could talk about not getting enough touches, is it not Brennan Presley? Other than Jay Nixon and Ollie Gordon, it is Brennan Presley. Who else should have got the ball more? BP. Is he out there hooting and hollering and complaining? No. Is he ready to run this thing back and do it big in 2023? It appears as though he is. So we, as O-State fans, we now get to take a huge sigh of relief. We don't have to stress about all of this crap like some places are. Guys, just even though they flipping beat us and it shouldn't have happened, worst bedlam loss in Gundy's tenure by a mile, look at their transfer market situation. We're not them. There's a lot of universities that thought that clout and, and bukus of dollar bills we're going to solve all the problems. And those are the same universities that have 15, 20, 22, 27 transfers. Not us. So when you see Xavier Benson show that he actually does care a lot about O-State, when you see DeAndre Jackson talking about how much he loves O-State, there's... There is some dissension in the locker room, right? We've already discussed that. It started with the TCU game. But by the lack of transfers, does it almost appear as though some of the disgruntlement was directly tied to the man, the myth himself, the legend of Spencer Sanders? I expected more transfers wholeheartedly after our worst Failure of a season since 2005, so Gunny's tenure. You know, it, it, it felt like, okay, the writing was on the wall. We are going to have to be in a rebuild mode. Oklahoma State reloading every year, maybe a little bit of a fallacy, but it's not. This is the expectation. We're not rebuilding anymore. We need to reload every single year. And I don't care if we do it by transfer market, high school kids, kids on the roster, 97,000 seventh-year seniors, I give 13 hoots how we do it. As long as we do it legally, I don't care how we acquire all the talent necessarily to make another massive run at something. doesn't phase me at all how we do it. But we have to do it, and we have been. 
And yeah, if you guys haven't heard, I think we're the leading candidate to grab Justin Phillips, uh, linebacker at Tulsa. Benefit there is most likely he'd bring his defensive end buddy along with him. Uh, if we had those two as a one-two punch, right? Again, that's that's more depth, more depth, more depth. I'm really hoping Lamont Bishop comes back. Haven't heard anything about him not coming back. So I'm hoping that's really good news. Um, we're going to be fine. As long as we, we continue to stem the tide as it is, youth is crazy. I've been saying all season, and I, I don't think I'm nuts, guys. I've been saying all year since day one, game one, this is the deepest, most talented roster we have ever put together in Stillwater, Oklahoma. It is true. Have we had better teams? Absolutely. Have we had maybe better recruiting classes? I don't know. I guess you could say that. But have we had more freshmen step on the field and be productive in the history of Oklahoma State like this? No, not even. So is this coming season the time where we finally see that, right? We see the massive growth and talent over the years. We see the, the background production of a Rob Glass and some of these some of these freshmen, some of these redshirt freshmen, some of these sophomores. The dudes that could probably go somewhere and start, they could go to Tulsa and start immediately. They go to SMU and most likely a lot of them start immediately but they're not going. So why would you come back to sit on the bench, possibly to help on scout team, possibly to not get as much PT, possibly. Why would you do that? If you think that Oklahoma state's going to be in a rebuilding year, you wouldn't. That's the simple answer. You would not come back for no daggone reason. These kids obviously see something in Garrett Rangel that half of our fan base fails to see. I see it. We've talked about it. He's got all of it. He's just tiny. He needs to put on 12, 15 pounds. That's the only thing the dude lacks. And then you got Zane Forrest coming in, who's already 6'3", 195. <clears throat> People know he's going to push Garrett Rangel. People forget that Gunnar Gundy was pretty sought after. People shut down the recruitment of Gunnar Gundy, not because of Gunnar Gundy, because they didn't want to waste a spot. They didn't see the need to give a scholarship out to somebody they knew was going to Oklahoma State University. So. You got the dude and Garrett Rengel, okay? You've got the game manager, the Trent Dilfer, that can still win you 10, 12 games if the talent around him is right, and, and Garrett uh, Gunner Gundy. And then you have this dude coming up, Zane Flores. People keep talking about, you know, he plays small school. Do you think Elite 11 gives 13 hoots? No, they don't. He's a dude. Do we need another quarterback in the transfer market to come to O-State? No, not really. Could we use another Brown type to maybe help? Possibly, but I, I don't see why. Gunnar Gundy knows the offense better than anybody else uh, there. Who else are we going to bring in that's going to learn the offense more than Gunnar Gundy and then go out there and just night and day outshine Gunnar Gundy? Not many. Garrett Rangel, obviously. Zane Flores has the ability to do so, obviously. These players feel comfortable. And who knows, guys, maybe Gundy stood on the podium and said, all right, well, this year we screwed the pooch. We screwed everybody. We screwed the fan base. We screwed each other. Next season, you know, come back. We're going to be a less miles, punch you in the mouth squad that runs the ball 50 times a game. It could have been. It could have been that. 
it could have been that that was like, you know, everybody's like, okay, bet. Yes, let's do this. I don't know. Or it could have been him saying, hey, guys, screwed the pooch this year, screwed the fans. We screwed each other. Next year, we're going to throw it 89 times a game. I don't know. I don't know what was said. But something has to have been said, backed by film or some sort of, of substantial evidence. Something has to have been said to all of these young dudes that we got this. We're going to be just fine. 2023 is going to be fun. You should come back for it. The players see something that half the fan base cannot see. Or else they'd be gone. It's really that simple, right? It's, it's you know, you've heard this, faith, this thing before. It's not rocket science, and it's not. Kids are coming back in droves for what reason? It's not to be average or mediocre. So, uh, you know, I ask again, what could the, the, the reasons physically possibly be? Well, I think it's, it's predicated upon you just, I don't know, being built right, uh, being built a little bit different. Maybe there was a slight amount of toxicity in the locker room. Don't know. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. But again, I'll say it for the hundredth time. We're fine. These dudes aren't coming back for lollipops and rainbows. These dudes aren't coming back for another seven-win season. It just it doesn't add up. We are built for more than we did this season, and the players clearly see that. Talking about built, we get to hit my favorite, and I will. I, I don't have a problem saying it because it's true. My favorite sponsor, still waiting on them big old boxes, though, Bill Bar. I'm just kidding. Bill Bar, guys, is legitimately – the only thing on the market that tastes like a legitimate candy bar. If you want to go get your swoles, your pains, and your gains in, right? You want to get ripped? Well, it starts with the Bilt Bar. Can we can we pause and just take a second to envision when, when Mama Bear or, or your grandmother is cooking them homemade chocolate chip cookies, right? That smell. Okay, well, now you get to have that in a built bar with the cookie dough topper or the coconut brownie bar or the coconut brownie topper. It, it, it keeps going. If you're one of the peppermint people, I can't do peppermint. It just, it's not my cup of taters, but they have the white chocolate peppermint granola. It's built to take on the granola bar that's actually so much more filling and it's still insanely tasty. The candy cane brownie, right? That's an option. It feels like you're biting in the uni- universe's most delicious cloud all of this stuff can be yours and all you have to do is try it and all you got to do to do that is go to bill bar right now use promo code locked on get 15 percent off your order right now again go to built.com use locked on code 15 and get 15 percent off as you prepare for the holidays it's another gift giving option again guys here at locked on oklahoma state we're just here for you here for you. So what I want to hit on before we skedaddle on out of here uh, and I get ready for the Scott Tyner show uh, and then a little bit later on the Lurk Rawl show. In closing, thank you, Mike Boynton. Thank you to everybody who showed up to Galgariba and made it fun for those guys. We beat a very quality Sam Houston squad. Very quality. The same Sam Houston squad that beat OU, and then OU goes out and wins a, wins a whole daggone tournament. Okay, They beat uh, the Washington State. They're a really good squad, and we showed up. Defense was the key. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's about production. 
everything is in every sport. And when you can take on a team like that, and then you can finally see your, your main man, Bryce Thompson, get a little bit hot, a little bit hotter than he has been, you know, but dropping in 17 points, Avery having a cool 10 right behind him. Tyreek Smith looked like an absolute animal. Uh, John Michael Wright, of course, seems to be that guy that kind of keeps everything together. Musise continues his block party. Uh, he currently leaves the Big 12 with 30, and he also grabbed in 13 rebounds to help out there, reaching a, a double digit for the seventh time this season. Guys, seventh time this season the dudes had uh, double digits, and it's an early season, and we've talked about it before. If we're undefeated, He's talked about as like, you know, one of the top five players in America. So he's getting very undervalued. But we all kind of get get set to take on Virginia Tech. And we're over in Brooklyn, New York, which is Mike Boynton's backyard. So, you know, there's going to be some recruits there that are watching. Uh, but make sure we tune in this coming Sunday, 1 o'clock, ESPN2, to catch O-State basketball as they responded in a big way for us as fans. Uh, by by taking out Sam Houston State the way they did in Galgrab Arena. So thank you, Mike Boynton, for pulling this thing back around. Thank you for having the number 11 or 12 recruiting class in the United States of America and giving all Cowboy fans hope that the basketballs were just knocking on the daggone door. We've been knocking on the daggone door for years, 15 years, 12 years, 10 years in football. we got to stop knocking. It's time to kick the damn thing down. Now is the time to kick the door down. And these kids coming back clearly see that and believe that, or they wouldn't be coming back at all. It looks good. So, Cowboy fans, Cowgirl fans, feel great about what's happening right now. And feel great about the future. Because, as we covered the other day, every sport on campus now has the expectation of winning. Right? There's not a sport on campus where a sub-500 season is like, oh, okay, well, it's just insert name. It's not like that. Tennis has a high expectation. Soccer has a high expectation. Uh, equestrian, the expectation is to win the national title. Wrestling, expectation is to compete for a national title. Basketball, expectation is to be in the tournament every single year and make a run. Football, the expectation needs to be to play, at least play for a Big 12 championship on a year-to-year basis. Absolutely. And these kids coming back, they believe it too, or they'd be gone. I promise you that. But they're coming back. And they're coming back for something, which means we all need to gear it up, get geared up for a fun 2023 because, again, they see something we can't see. Is it Ollie Gordon being uh, the next uh, Bear Sanders? Maybe. Is it Garrett Rangel being as good as Spencer Sanders? Maybe. Is it Zane Flores being the best freshman we've ever had step on campus since uh, Spencer Sanders? or Zach Robinson, or Bobby Reed. Maybe we don't know all of the ins and outs of what's happening. All we know is face value. And face value is things are great. And we all need to chill a bit and get super pumped for 2023. Because these kids are, they're talking about it, they're tweeting it, news is coming out as we prepare for this bowl. So all I got for this one, got to get ready for Scott to jump on the show. So first part of the three-peat, ladies and gentlemen, as always, Thank you for making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Again, my name is Cody Stowall. You can find me at All Day O State. God bless. I love you all. Go Pokes. And we will do this thing again. Oh, I don't know. Just here in a few minutes. All right. We'll welcome Scott Tyner on.